Thank you, Brooke Halperin, for coming to uh, Something Came From Baltimore, season two. Yeah, well, it's great to be back with you, Tom. Yeah, we have um, a really great uh, show today where we're going to go through uh, Paul McCartney's uh, solo career and we're going to go through what our both top tens are. Before we even do that, let's explain who Brooke Halpern is. I've written three books on the Beatles and I've written three books are out about the piano as well. So if any of your listeners would like to know everything about the piano, those books are available. And for you Beatle fans out there, I've got three books on the Beatles. One is a quiz book called Do You Really Know the Beatles? Another one is a novel based on a true story about me growing up in New England during the Beatle years. That's called The Magical Mystery Time. And my newest book is called Experiencing the Beatles, A Listener's Companion which was recently released by Roman and Littlefield, and that's available, all my books are available on Amazon or at Barnes & Noble. My newest book is really a time travel experience. So for those of you who wanna know what it was like when the Beatles were together, when they were touring, when they made their movies, when they released their singles and their albums for the first time. By reading my book, I will actually travel you back in time to when the Beatles were together. Okay, well, let's talk about Paul a little. Is Paul your favorite Beatle? When they first came out in 1964 and I was just a kid, Paul was my favorite Beatle. Yes. And then as I got a little older, then John became my favorite. And then as I got older, George became my favorite. I always loved Ringo. But I never put Ringo on the same songwriting level as John, Paul, or George because, you know, Ringo is really not that much of a writer. So, yeah, I love them all. Well, I know that you're just a phenomenal Beatle fan, and I didn't know that translated into their solo work. When I saw your top ten, I, it's obvious that you've basically listened to all of Paul's albums and really dissected what you thought were the best songs. And uh, not really any of your songs are the hits like Jet or Band on the Run, and there's really nothing wrong with it. I think you found some really good gems um, through all the, the, his deep, deep catalog. And I've listened to all of his solo albums, and there are a couple of his solo albums that I really don't like at all. You know, but listen, I mean, he's done so, so much great stuff. You know, there's bound to be a couple that perhaps don't really match up to something like, for instance, I think Tug of War is a great LP. I think Flowers in the Dirt is a very good LP. I think uh, Band of the Run is a very good LP. And I think Ram is an outstanding LP. So there's some examples for you. Let's do yours. Now, you wouldn't commit to a top 10 where you just said these are it. So we're going to go down your list and realize that you love them all and uh, they're not ranked in, in any kind of order. The one I have listed here was That Was Me. It's from the 2007 Memory Almost Full. I love that song because it's him looking back to when he was a Beatle. <laughs> so, so lyrically, it's very clever. And the music that is, it's a very strong rocker. That was me. The same me that stands in now. But when I think that all this stuff can make a life, it's pretty hard to take it in. That was me. Well, that was me. Royal Iris on the river. Mercy beaten with the band. Second song that you have listed is very similar to "That Was Me." It's the songs that we were singing by from the Flaming Pie album. To me, he's actually singing about when he and John were together. So I think it's Paul looking back, being a bit nostalgic lyrically, and he's saying, "Yeah, you know, 
This is about the song, or I should say the songs, that he used to sing with John. That's exactly how I interpret it. Wonderlust was on the Tug of War album. Okay, I find this to be one of the best songs on Tug of War. I, I, I find it uh, tear-jerking, and it's about a boat. So uh, explain to people what, what this is all about. Well, it's an unusual song, actually, for Paul. It's a beautiful tune, piano-based. It's very piano-oriented. And, you know, he's, the lyrics, I, I read up on this. I did some studying on this song. And he talks about, you know, getting busted, you know. And so there's some, back then, as you probably know, you know, Paul was very fond of the weed. So there could be some truth. Maybe some of the lyrics are based upon some real-life experiences that Paul had at the time. But it's just an excellent, excellent song. The way it's composed, the chord changes. And then at the end, the way he's doing kind of like the verse, the verse, and a chorus simultaneously. Just brilliant, just brilliant song. backseat of my car which was an american single but i don't think it did well at all and i don't know why because it's a really cool song no it, it did not track well at all but to me it's one of his best solo songs ever it's complex harmonically it really is it's really a complex composition and the thing i love about it is He's talking about, obviously, his love for Linda. They're driving about. They may end up in Mexico City. And, it's, you know, life is so leisure for him. But then he says, as the song builds dynamically, he gets into the part where he says, oh, oh we can't be wrong. Oh, you know, we can't be wrong. And then he screams toward the end of the song, his vocal range. You know, McCartney has got a phenomenal vocal range. I think it might even be four octaves, actually, which is amazing. So at the very end, when he hits the highest notes on that, you can't be wrong. What is he saying? What is, what is he saying, we can't be wrong? I think he's saying that he and Linda can't be wrong. I think that's what he's saying. It's something that I, I want to talk about Paul a little, is that, um, you know, he has great songs and they're kind of strung together. Like Band on the Run has like basically two different songs kind of weaved together. Um, right. This uh, backseat of my car has the same thing attached to it. Um, you know, there's a melody in, uh, of multiple songs all strung together in the Red Rose Speedway album. And, yeah. uh, you know, it just seems that, that uh, he does really well with collaboration. And uh, when he's by himself, I think even back to the egg, now I think about it is basically a lot of really short uh, minute and a half songs all kind of strung together. Um, it feels like he has the great idea. He just needs to put it over into a, like a three minute song. There, there's nothing wrong with what he's doing. It's just that you can tell 
that um, it's a, it's some of his changes are, are pretty abrupt. Um, and some in a good way, like Live and Let Die and, and also um, Band on the Run, two great examples of him you know, switching gears in the middle of a song. This is the only um, track that, that you agreed and I agreed that was in our top 10, which is Warm and Beautiful. What, do you, what is your take on Warm and Beautiful? To me, it's, it, it's right up there with, I go so far as to say, you know, maybe it's top three love songs. The, the melody, the chord changes, the piano part, his, his vocal is just outstanding and Warm and Beautiful. I mean, he, he's singing so sincerely. The sincerity of his voice comes right through. And the first time I heard it, 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 it just blew me away. And it still, it still does. A love so warm and beautiful Stands when time itself is falling one you have is uh, One More Kiss from uh, Red Rose Speedway. Well, the thing I love about this song is that it's one of his most obscure songs. I mean, I never hear anyone playing this song anywhere. You know, and it's it's a very good love song. It's sweet. It's kind of innocent. And it's obscure. So I, I kind of go for the obscure songs as well. And that's definitely one of them. One More Kiss. I didn't mean to hurt you, little girl. You've also picked out uh, Get On The Right Thing. Yeah, from the same album. And the thing I like about that is it's an unusual song for Paul, I think. Uh, musically, the, the way he, he's pedaling some of the bass notes, the way he, he moves and changes his chords, his chord progression, you know, over through the, actually through the verses. And what is he saying? It's a, it's a positive song. You know, he wants you to get on the right thing. Believe me, it's true, and it can happen to you. And again, vocally, he's a monster on this one as well. So I love Get Out of the Right Thing again. I think it's, again, it's, it's more of an obscure Paul song, wouldn't you say? Believe me, it's so Because I song that you have was on uh, Pipes of Peace, but it was also a great video on Give My Regards to Broad Street, which is So Bad. Yeah. Yeah, So Bad. <clears throat> the His vocal, he's singing in his upper register. Now, on the rockers, when he's singing in his upper register, he's ripping. He's like tearing. You know, he's just screaming. 
but he's singing in his upper register on So Bad, and he's doing it in a tender way, a very sweet vocal, yet he's way up there on his upper register. I think it's a, an absolutely beautiful song that somewhat gets overlooked because I perhaps because it was part of Give My Regards to Broad Street. Monkberry Moon Delight. I mean, the lyrics, it's kind of like Paul, in a way, is kind of doing John lyrics, you know, because he's, he's abstracting. You know, Paul, I don't think of Paul as an abstract lyricist. John was probably the king of abstract lyrics, of course, along with Bob Dylan. But here he is talking about, I left my pajamas to Philly Budapest, and you don't get the gist of my letter. Now, some people think, that he's actually talking about Billy Preston. In other words, he's leaving his pajamas to Billy Preston. In other words, Billy took over for Paul. I mean, that's an interpretation. I don't think that's necessarily true. But vocally, again, when he's screaming at the end, at the end of the song, when he's, he's climbing up, he keeps climbing and climbing, and the, the way the song builds to the very end, I don't know anybody who can sing the way that McCartney does. And that's one reason why I love this song so much, because of his vocals. The last song that you have on your list is from the first album. Um, there's an instrumental version, and then there's the sing-along version of Junk. Uh, Junk, to me, is one of his best songs. Again, rather obscure and somewhat overlooked, but it's brilliant. Compositionally, his melody, his choice of chords, it's, it's very light. It's light in nature, and it also has, I'd say, a bit of a classical music feel to it. Definitely. It's absolutely one of my all-time favorites. And I, when I heard it for the first time, I think it might be that. I'd say Junk and Maybe I'm Amazed are the two songs that really stand out on this first solo album. top 10 it starts uh, in order and i put some thought into it i was like, so excited my first song was number 10 which is ram on from ram it's it's basically maybe two minutes long tops but it doesn't ever leave me i can sing that song in my head like any time i think the reason why you can sing it any time is because it's a catchy melody Give your heart to somebody soon right away. 
It's so McCartney. It's so tuneful. It's simple. He's playing a ukulele. I mean, the arrangement is bare bone. Really, there's not much going on. There might be a, there's a kick drum going on. There's a ukulele. Very light stuff. He's whistling. You know, and there's piano introduction to a piano riff. But he breaks the song up, as you know. It occurs twice on the Ram album, which again goes back to what you were saying, where you know he does bits of things. So he took the song and he, he split it up on Ram, and but that gave the Ram album, quote unquote, some sort of continuity, probably in his mind, you know, because it happens once and then it happens again. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a, it's a very great it's a it's a cool song. But he, what is he saying? He's saying, hey, give your heart to somebody soon right away so as if there's some urgency to having to give your heart to someone which is really quite interesting Grandma, give your heart to somebody Which brings me to Single Pigeon, which is the, uh, I think it's the side two first track yeah. of yes, Red Rose is. Speedway. Yes, it is. Yeah. Yeah. And it's uh, another really small, pretty song with him and, and Linda. Um, what's your take on Single Pigeon? I love it. I always loved it. Great piano. And actually, my interpretation is now, you know, this is, this is coming out, coming out late 72, early 73. And around this time, his good buddy, John Lennon, of course, at this time, they were fighting with each other. Yoko threw John out. Yoko, after John was actually getting too friendly with someone in the bedroom at a party down in the West Village, Yoko was so peeved, she threw John out. And that's one reason why he went to Los Angeles for his long lost weekend. So when, when, when Paul sings, uh, he, uh, she threw you out, uh, Saturday morning, uh, Saturday morning fight, uh, Sunday morning fight about Saturday night. I think, honestly, I think, cause Paul knew what was going on with John. I think it's really Paul writing about John. Single pigeon through the railings did she throw you out? Sunday morning fight about Saturday night. Number eight is the fourth single off the Press to Play album from 1986, which is Only Love Remains. Um, I find it uh, really... Uh, there's a line in there that's weird, uh, uh, making it into a pearl. It just kind of seems a little corny, that one line. But the rest of it is very orchestrated. It's very lush. And uh, I, I just it gives me chills when I hear it. Well, we have to say that Mr. McCartney is certainly a romantic. And he believes in love. He always did believe in love. So... It's only natural that he would write a song called Only Love Remains. Your love was to treat through 
Um, number seven, it, to me, is it, it creeped me out at the time. I was a little kid when I got Venus and Mars. So when it says uh, treat her gently, uh, two lonely old people out of breath with nobody yeah. asking them to play, it made yeah. me get scared of what it would be like to be getting older. Treat her gently, treat her kind. Right. Two lonely old people. They're two entirely different songs. Yep. You know, musically, they're two different songs musically. But lyrically, they tie together, don't they? Absolutely, they tie together perfectly. Yeah. Lyrically. And here's another good example of Paul working two songs together to make them one song. He's, he's kind of like, not kind of like, but he's very adept at medleys. This is like a medley of two songs, basically. Treat her gently. Your loving flame is yes, I think yeah, it's yeah. very pretty, and I, it's just one of those over overlooked kind of songs that I think are. When we kiss, I think feels the same. I could spend eternity inside your loving flame. So we go up to number five, and it's a B-side of the My Love from Red Rose Speedway, another great album. And it's yeah. it's a live recording. The song's called The Mess. Yeah, when I first heard it, because I'm very much into B-sides. I'm always curious as to what artists do on So what, what are they going to put on the B-side, you know? Yeah. For example, the, the B-side to another day is Seamo. You know, I love Seamo. You know? yes. I, I mean, I think it, it's one of the best B-sides out there. Yeah, and then when you, when, you, when you flip over My Love and you hear The Mess, I mean, The Mess is a screaming rocker. It's just a flat-out rock and roll song. It's live. It's got live energy to it. Uh, the thing which is interesting to me is that the ending, that even though it's a straight-out rock and roll song, he, he messes around with some different chord changes at the end of the tune, which is a bit of a surprise. But I always love The Mess. I think it's a fantastic, it's one of the best B-sides, absolutely. Love it. It's a song that you you agreed that was in your top ten. It's from uh, Wings at the Speed of Sound, and it's also featured on the Working Classical piece from 1999. Now I got another B side coming up, which is the B side to the single London Town from the album London Town. It's a short little piece called I'm Carrying, and um, I just think it's another sweet Paul song. Something 
I got another B-side. It's from the uh, um, Venus and Mars album. It's called Love and Song. It, if, it's right after Rock rock Show on the album, and it goes right into Love and Song. It's the um, B-side to the hit, Listen to What the Man Said. I love that one. It, it's a little reminiscent of the guitar work that he did, actually, with two of us. It's got that kind of guitar-picking thing, yeah, which is real. Yeah, which is very poly, of course. Uh, Love and Song, uh, it's a great song. Again, it's obscure, and you and I, obviously, we like the more obscure ones because they don't get the attention that they should get. But I always liked Love and Song. It's a great, another example of Paul picking some great B-sides. Yeah, no, it's, uh, it, it, you know, he could have put something else on, and this Love and Song could have actually, I know as a child, they were playing Love and Song on a regular basis in the, on the radio because FM was allowed to do that. So yeah. it, it was getting a lot of attention. I can see the places that we used to go to now. Happiness in the homeland. We go to my number one, and you talked about Back to the Egg, and Back to the Egg was one of my favorite albums, even though you, you felt it wasn't that strong. It was the last uh, Wings uh, yeah. collaboration, and Arrow right. Through Me was the second single. Um, Getting Closer was first, and Arrow Through Me was second, and I just felt that the, the keyboard was very stylized, like Steely Dan. His vocals are very smooth. Um, I just find it to be a, a really great song. Well, I thank you very much, uh, Brooke, for, for uh, joining us at Something Came From Baltimore. Well, thank you very much, Tom. I always enjoy being with you, and I look forward to doing it again with you sometime soon. Try to catch me live, and if you miss me on Saturday and Sunday on RadioMalibu.net, you can hear the same show on Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday on WROP Radio, which is WROPRadio.com. And that's on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Fridays. So there's five different days, five different times that people can catch my show each week. Uh, and that's on Sunday, Saturday and Sunday at 12 noon. It's uh, Pacific time, and it's 99.1 KBU, and it's at radiomalibu.net.